Good evening, Matt Awkward. How do you feel about a phantasm? I, I feel, I feel I'm 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 I don't know, I'm speechless, man. I know it, we we're coming to the end of a chapter here at the Funbox Monster Podcast. I'm kind of sad that it's over. I want it more. Is. I know. I wish there were. I wish there were more. And I'm I'm. I wish that uh, I wish that Angus Scrim were still here with us. Along with being him. sad that this is over, I'm happy that I enjoyed this movie because yeah, I, I've put off watching this forever. I've never seen it. But I've heard nothing but people crapping yeah. on it. And so I put it on last night, expecting to... It's like, alright, let's, let's fucking do the Ravager. I, I, I had a blast. I can't say I loved it. No, no, I no, no. very, very strongly liked it. I will, there, here's something that I, that I will say. Um, I... I'm not going to say that I... That I eh, I'll say that I liked it. I think, that's, I think that's fair. I think that's fair enough language. Um... It, it, it's got a lot of problems, just like like most Phantasm movies, honestly. Oh, yeah. Uh, this one, unfortunately, one of its problems is boring parts, which is not usually a problem with Phantasm movies. No, see, I disagree there, because I feel like this doesn't really have very many boring parts, whereas I felt 4, four was a slog. 4 definitely was more of a slog than this. 4 was I, a slog. This never bored me once. I, I felt it kept oh, I trucking. Feel, I, like, I definitely felt okay. some moments. But... Uh, one of the things that I think is interesting is that everyone everyone that craps on this movie, one of the things they crap on is they're like, and the director is this guy who, you know, has never done anything and he, you know, like he's like a commercial director or yeah. something. And I was, and I'm like, yeah, but like, it's good. Oh yeah. Like the directing is good. There are moments where if someone told me this is Robert Rodriguez. I'd go, yeah, of course it is. It looks mm-hmm. exactly like Robert Rodriguez. There's three or four moments that could have been scenes from Desperado. Yeah. You know, like they are directed so beautifully and so uh, kinetically. Like like things are moving so fast that you're like, fuck, look at that shit. Like when Reg is in the car, there's a couple of moments where you're just like, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, except for when he shoots Reg so that he looks like he's a toddler when he's looking over the... He can barely look over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, hey, osteoporosis is no joke. I don't want to make light of it, but uh, he yeah. has definitely lost a couple of inches in height. And I'm a big sunglasses stickler. I don't know whose fault this is. Let me explain that. I buy nice sunglasses. I'm a nice sunglass fan. And I feel Reggie's sunglasses just didn't work for his face. No, 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 no. And I just, I don't know if, I, I don't know whose fault that is. Maybe that's Reg's actually, actual pair of sunglasses and he thinks he looks cool and it feels by all like, means, if it feels good to you, Reggie, you rock it. But yep. like, I was just like, man, those look like crap sunglasses. I don't like them at all. I'm not, I mean, <laughs> listen, it definitely, uh, those look more akin to the kind of sunglasses someone would use to, uh, you know, attack Nancy Pelosi while behind yes, the wheel. Yes, thank of you. Pickup. I was gonna say it's a it's a hot take <laughs> Facebook profile picture. Paris, I, I, I yeah. can't believe that they're talking. I, I just ah, <laughs> my freedom. <I> just... <laughs> yep, they, those are those are those are some own the lib sunglasses right there. <laughs> I mean, he did. He owned us. I, actually, I think probably Reg is one of the libs, but uh, you know, whatever. If he's not, it's fine too. They just bug me. I wish he had a different <laughs> pair of sunglasses. I agree. Minor complaint. They, they are. They're odd. I. Yeah, his head would be weird for like cool guy sunglasses. Like the thing that you would want for a character like this normally would be yeah. aviators, but I don't think his head's got the right no. shape for aviators. I think. 
I would have been I would have been right down the line with risky business. I think that would have been. You could you could rock a pair of like uh, wayfarers. Yeah, like, that's yeah. yeah risky business sunglasses. Yep, the yep, wayfarers. Yep. Yeah, that's the one. I would say wayfarer is the is the style for him. But you know, not the big apple spinny rack. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh boy. I mean. There is something to the idea that he bought a shitty pair of sunglasses at a roadside, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, he's also got, like, a nickel-plated, like, deluxe whatever. His gun is this, like, beautiful thing that he, you know... Oh, maybe that's just where his priorities are. It's like, <laughs> I don't... There's a lot of people that are like, I don't care what kind of sunglasses I buy, because I'm just going to lose them or sit on them. I don't care. Or and the tall just... man's going to punch me in the face and exactly. they're going to break. And... <laughs> so he's just like... <laughs> But my gun, yes, that's gonna be clutch. Yep, absolutely. That could be it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think I think we both have pretty much the same take on this movie, which is that it's it's surprisingly good for what it is, and it's it's fun to try to wrap your brain around. <sighs> okay, and I think that we both have the same take on this, as far as like this was your opportunity. You had one you last had one moment. last chance to button shit up and you just left your shirt wide open. And more than that, <laughs> I think you unbuttoned it a couple buttons more, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I think you opened three or four cans of worms that you're fucking, uh, to mix my metaphors, you opened some cans of worms that your ass couldn't cash. How about that? Yeah. I don't know, man. It was weird. Okay. You buttered your bread, now lie on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about it. All right. So we open on a dark desert highway. Cool wind in our hair. The warm smell of Kalitas is rising up through the air. Uh, a figure wanders into frame. It's an ice cream man with a four-barreled shotgun. Who says, I could sure go for a rocket pop right about now. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, I mean, honestly, if you're going to win me over to a modern old man Reg phantasm movie, that line pretty much puts you... like. That's nailed it. it. Loved you, it. You nailed it. You yep. really, like, you caught it perfect. Um, he has, like, epic. He has hero music behind oh, him. Oh, yeah. Like, whoever scored this was like, I would like to do something a little more bombastic than Flight of the Valkyries for Reg's <laughs> entrance here. We're going to go just knock it up a couple more notches than that because it is like... It's, it's like fucking Luke Skywalker on a Velociraptor enters screen and he's like made king of England. You're like, whoa, that's pretty, pretty epic. Um, so he's wandering the highway with no car, no water, no food. And so this takes place a unknown amount of time after yeah. the ending of part four. And he is come. He's mentioning that it feels good to be back home, insinuating that he's back from stepping through that portal in the last movie. Yes. But we... I guess see I don't know I here's where I'm we lost. I don't know what the hell's going on. I'll discuss that later. I can't <laughs> tell if we did or not though. Okay. So, but yes, but right so we pick up uh some amount of time after the end of the part 4 where he's gone and he leaves part 4 going back to that portal. Now he's come back out of that and he's wandering the desert. After coming but what he did there, we don't know. Or maybe do we, but we'll get to that. Oh, I, I hope we do. I got do. some theories. Oh, I've been I, try can't, I can't wait because I got nothing. Yeah. Uh, so, And wow. I might be completely okay. wrong, which I'm no stranger to be. <laughs> I mean, me too. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so uh, this is his moment. Uh, the tall man's been fucking with Reggie, apparently, even since he left the portal, if that's what happened. Uh, and uh, Reg is about to give the final word on the tall man here. He's like, all right. You want to know about the tall man? Here's the deal. And I was like, 
oh shit, they're going to clarify everything. <laughs> nope. Nope, just a recap. He's like, uh, he can channel time, space, and even dreams. Although that last one certainly is like, uh, that's a get out of jail free card to be like, everything that didn't make sense, it was all a dream. Dream. Well, they've been pulling that since movie one, though. Sure, but they, uh, they hadn't been pulling the... The tall man made that dream happen. Ah, uh, okay. Which I think is... Which uh, could always have been a possibility. Sure, but I mean, <laughs> it's never not going to just be a cop-out for the fact that they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> like, there's no way. I mean, again, I love, love, love this series. Yep. And they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Like you can try and like you can try and piece things together to make a narrative make sense, but you know that it doesn't. And it's still a fun game to do. That of course, it, it makes it. Uh, <laughs> I've been having one, a blast here. It's one of the. Shit. It's <laughs> one of the few movies where it's like trying to figure it out is actually fun, and it's yeah. like kind of part of the game of Phantasm. It's like everybody that's watched Phantasm has been like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> They should have done a con a contest promotion, and then and then they could have. Uh, but they they wouldn't have actually had to give any prizes. They could right. have been like, "You could win a seventy one Cuda if you could figure this series out. Yeah, enter yeah. here." Everybody's like, "Oh shit, I gotta buy that movie and try to enter that contest." And they'd be like, "Nope, nope you got it wrong. You got yeah, it wrong. <laughs> Guess we're keeping this Cuda." It's a real Maggie <laughs> shooting Mr. Burns contest kind of thing. Um, so yes. Uh, also the thing that's going on here where he's walking. My instant thought was, okay, we're like, where are we? The late '90s, early 2000s already in this thing. Um, they don't have a Cuda. They didn't have it. They couldn't afford it. It's a cheap. I was like, oh shit, there's. It's just not going to show up. That was my instant thought when oh, I saw gotcha, him walking. Yeah. And then it turns out they actually do have the Cuda, and yep. it's just a plot point. Just Despite to, a different Cuda from the other ones, but I mean, what else? It's always a different one. I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, like, the first one wasn't even really a Cuda, hey, right? Hey, this one's got a hard top now. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> like, they, they found a hard top in the desert to put on that convertible. Right, because they lost off. the top, <laughs> <Yes>. so they just, <laughs> he just welded that on and polished it up real nice. Um, it was a nice thief. <laughs> yes. Okay, so he says, he was a scientist who crossed over to another world and returned changed. We know this. He knows that the tall man's spheres are, are following him. He's alone for now, and his name is Reggie, <laughs> which is great. And so you're like, oh, cool, this is like a gritty Archie story, and this is the story of Reggie, From, and, but it's not. Uh, okay, so turns out somebody's carjacked Reggie's Cuda, and... Uh, because it's just been chilling out in the desert for who knows how long. You know, ever since he put on his thing and walked through that thing, we don't know. Who knows how much time passes when you're in the other dimensions. Mm -hmm. Because he's not where the tall man is like now a being of time and space. It could possibly be a decade. It could probably be a decade. As so, as Michael says later on in the movie. Mm -hmm. You've been on ice for a decade, man. Yep, that's probably what's going on. So... Um, Reggie finds a classic phantasm burned out house that, you know, we know would probably just be a tall man trap. So he finds a military bag from somewhere. We see a corpse burble his last breath as a ball pops out of his head. I really shadow. like how they it's do a that. Great shot. Yep. Uh, again, for a shot on video, this thing looks great. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I, uh, I like how last time I complained about the budgetary look of the last movie, how yeah. things look cheap. Like, the hotel just looked 
fake and the, the thing, food looked fake. It's weird. Just, this thing looks faker than the last one. But it doesn't but, seem to bother me that much. Like, because it's well done. It's I, like, it's it's different. Like, the, the other one looked more like a real movie. Yeah. Like, it looked more like a real movie, but didn't have the same level of fun that this one does. Yeah. The only thing that really bothers me is when they go, some of the... The, the far out CG scenes in this like the setting it looks so too much like a video game than like a a movie <laughs> it's so like, it take, it's, like I love the idea yeah but it's just like oh, really <laughs> I, yeah it is it's funny because I I still do love uh, I can I, let it pass but it it looks yeah. like a Resident Evil Resident Evil cutscene oh absolutely <laughs> like and from an early game too yeah. like it doesn't even feel like a like like a leader, like a GameCube game, feels like a PlayStation One cutscene. Uh, but okay, so less pixely, less pixely than that. That's true. Uh, all right, Reggie blocks the path of a muscle car driven by a nerdy schlub, and he's like, "Hey, I'll pay you fifty bucks for a ride." And he's like, "This dude is super dorky, but also super aggressive." He's a real weird, like, Zodiac killer kind of archetype. But this whole thing is weird to me. Like, the car, what, stalls here? Like, I didn't understand this. Like, for one, this guy's like, bam, bam, hey, get out of the road. But mm-hmm. it's like, the, there's plenty of space there's to just pl- drive around <laughs> Reggie, and that's the only thing in front of you. So why are you even stopping at all? Because the script says that this happens. And then once he stops, his like, car starts stalling. So he's yep. like, can you give me a ride? But it's like, is that car even going to work? Dude, you're like... <laughs> I'll give you a ride, but fuck, the engine just stalled on me. Like, is it... <laughs> in some weird way, I have this feeling like it's, like, some sort of, uh, I don't know, like, Reggie's, like, oh, he's so in tune with the car that it's, like, it's stalling out for him. Ah, uh, and, like, <laughs> and then it's, like, if you stole that car, uh, wouldn't you think maybe this is the guy that his car it was, maybe? But, like, I mean, again, he, and keep going? he probably stole it five years ago. Oh, uh, you know, maybe he stole it ten years ago. True. Oh, weird. Like he found it in the in the desert. You know, like you're in. Let's say they're in New Mexico or something. Yeah, I didn't think. You that. know, you find a you find an abandoned muscle car, and you're like, Yep. Oh, that person's fucking dead. Yep. 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 You know, if you find a bag full of cash like in there for a bank robbery, yeah. then you're like, Oh. If I take this, I'm going to die. But he couldn't have had it long. He didn't know there was a gun in the glove box or anything in the trunk. Like, the trunk was loaded with weapons. Yeah, it was still loaded with weapons. That tells That's me right. he's never checked the glove box or the trunk or anything. I don't know. That's I don't know. Classic ah. phantasm doesn't make no sense. Yep. Uh, okay, so... Um, so this is this is where we get the fucking total desperado thing. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, he's you know he does this little little shtick where he's like, yeah, you know I had a car just like this, you know, and it got stolen right around here. Interesting, yeah. but and this I couldn't be I... mine because I had a I had a pistol. And he describes his fancy gun. And I bet I could piss. All the way into that glass <laughs> over there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so he's like, he's like, oh, it's in the it's in the center console. And so they both reach for it, but he's like, ah, just kidding. It's actually in the it's in the glove compartment. He does a fucking real again, like a super desperado kicks kick the, the glove box, kick the glove it. box, pops open, grabs the gun, all in just a be- just edited so. Slick. And me as a car guy, I'm gasping, going, don't kick the fucking glove box! <laughs> <laughs> uh, me as a Robert Rodriguez fan, I'm, I'm like, going, holy <laughs> shit! 
do more of this. I'm like, daddy's going to leave a mark. Like, <laughs> again, I seriously would not, if they said guest directed by Robert Rodriguez, yep. 100% would believe it. <laughs> uh, okay, so he gets you know, a guy. He gets the guy, out, the guy out, takes his clothes. Takes his clothes, puts a jacket on because he's in the desert. Yeah, but he gives him his... Uh, yellow pudding covered ice cream, ice cream man outfit. Yeah. outfit it's been through the ringer yeah and and i love that they give the guy uh nice manties too like, it was nice i was like wow that good that's pretty stylish yeah um, i would wear those underwears yeah um so I do wear those kind of underwear <laughs> <laughs> uh and reg reg has aged <laughs> It's uh, been 16 years, yeah. right, since the last movie? So, 16, yeah. 18, 18 years since the last these, movie. These are those These are those shots where it's like, the director should have known better. Like, should have known better. They should have put him on fucking, uh, on a apple crate or something. But he's maybe two inches from not being able to see out the windshield <laughs> because of how short he is. And it's like, that. Don't, come on, man. Let's th- Unless you're playing this for comedy, that's not a good look. <laughs> Like that's that was bad. <laughs> it's <laughs> you look like a freaking Kilroy behind the wheel. <laughs> so little. Yeah. He looks so little. He could have been turned into a child. That could have been part of the story was that he was turned into a baby. Uh, uh but a whatever. Lurker. We love him. We it's do. fine. So who knows? Maybe he has been squished by being in other dimensions. Mm. We don't know. That's true. The gravity. Um. Okay. So. <laughs> Somebody, somebody figured that out in five seconds in the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, so now we get some Sentinel spheres that are finally introduced. They, you know, they're crappy computer animation, whatever. Man, it bums me out because that, yeah. It bums me out, but also. I, I can't do any better animation-wise, but like at the same time, it's like, it just seems so weird that it wouldn't look better. Like, you're just animating a silver sphere in this, flying. In why this is it, era, no, Why does it no look way. so wonk? Yeah. They, they're always going to look this bad in this era unless Industrial Light and Magic is doing it. Because nobody knew what they were doing. This is 2016. Isn't this, it? I'm sorry. This was... Uh, this Wait, was isn't what? it? Jesus fuck, are you kidding me? Am I totally wrong here? Holy shit. Was it really that late? Then in that case, shame on them. <laughs> this terrible computer animation. Holy fuck. Unless I'm... I'm, I'm hold on one sec. You might be yeah, right. Yeah, I'm right. Oh my god. This was released 2016, so but they'd been working on it for yeah. a lot of years. So maybe those balls got done five years before. But regardless, it's just like no, they look terrible. Regardless, they're just like what? It's it's just a silver ball flying. This should look better. Like, but nobody, I don't know. <laughs> nobody knows in these kinds of movies how to use computer animation. The ball it's, knows. It's always, but it's always one of those things where they're like, oh yeah, and we'll we'll just do it in post. Where they're like, don't worry about it. You know, the computer animation guys will take care of it. And then the computer yeah. animation guys get it. And they're like, so did you did you give us a focus point? <laughs> did you did you put something on the back of the car that has a fucking, like, is there a, is there a tennis ball there that we can follow? And he's like, no, you're just going to put it in there. Just, mm. like, well, I, how do I know where the fucking background is or how fast they're going? Yeah. It's like it's like sound sync. It's incredibly difficult. Yeah, you know. And if the if the person who's shooting it gives them bullshit footage, they're gonna get bullshit computer animation. Yep. So I don't know. It's 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 just one of those things where it's an evolving technology. Even 
even in 2016, even yeah. now, I think directors are still pulling that kind of crap. You can tell from looking at any sci-fi channel movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whatever. It's fine. One of the balls kills Mandy's man. <laughs> that was a pretty good kill. It was. And then, so Reggie catches one of the balls barehanded, which is impressive. Because <laughs> he's fucking 95 years old, and so he's got them big 95-year-old yeah. man muscles. Uh, I love that he hits the brakes, drops the ball on the ground, then just picks it up and chucks it in the glove box. Uh, but the but I was just like, really? <laughs> but then the ball starts drilling out of the glove box, so here he goes, grabs his gun, and I'm like, really? And he starts shooting the ball in the glove box. And I'm just thinking, like, man, you're in the middle of the desert. You just get your car back, and you're going to risk shooting out your engine with this yeah, gun? Like, but he's such a good shot that he was getting nothing but center shots on yep. that ball. And So they're just, like, dropping slugs off the side. <laughs> Pretty so, great. And then here's a mistake that peeves me. So then the other ball comes out of the Mantis man, and so he spins around, does his whole little stunts, and yep. then he ends up driving over the Manti Man body, mm-hmm. and then we see a shot behind him, and we don't see that body yeah. anywhere that we just, just ran over. Yeah. I was just like, oh, that's going to be cool. We're going to see that blood corpse <laughs> in the back. Oh, uh, where is it? Yeah. Oh, is it behind his head? Nope. 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 <laughs> like, man, how do you... It's how do too you bad. watch that? Like... But I still thought that the, uh, again... I'm, I'm bad at catching continuity errors, and even <laughs> I'm just like, what the... Where's the body? <laughs> yeah. I kind of didn't care, but I, I I did... But again, I cared very much about the direction in this, and I thought that his whole action scene looked sweet. I thought that everything they did was exactly how they needed to do it. Uh, right down to the, the fight with the ball was like, yeah. again, was another Rodriguez-looking, like, fast cut... Yep. But not stupid fast cuts. It's like really smart, really calculated fast cuts that like just everything feels like a comic book. Like everything's just yeah, it's exactly. punctuated yep. so perfectly. Like uh, I just when I see people who can do that shit, it's I love it. Even I, even when Quentin Tarantino does it, <laughs> I'm like, I gotta give it up to you. It's pretty good. And I love this passion. uh dramatic scene switch here too yep this uh juxtaposition of his muscle car tires yep. to his wheelchair tires as we suddenly yeah, we smash cut to him in a wheelchair do one of the 20 times reggie goes <gasps> <laughs> i'm an old guy in a wheelchair now it's uh, so funny. he does it no less than six i was counting last time and then i lost count and forgot about counting so i know there's at least six times where <gasps> I was wondering if this guy, like, I didn't even check his IMDb or anything like that. I was wondering if this was his first movie, because I was just thinking back to all the student films that we made in college, and the number of times they involved someone waking up and going, (gasps) was like, (laughs) I think it was like seven. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, huh, I wonder if this guy is just, like, really new to this. I believe this is this guy's first live action movie. And I don't think he's done another live action since. He's directed tons of cartoon shows. Oh, really? Yeah, like Winnie the Pooh and uh, Transformers <laughs> and a bunch of other shit like huh, that. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, again, I, like I think he's great. I think he did an amazing yeah. job. And I think that he had a ton of budgetary limitations, and, and I think it's a uh, shame. And he's the one that did a lot of the CG, too, and everything else into it. So 
Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a one-man band so without a lot of resources, like you said. Yeah, yeah. okay, so in this case, so I cut, think... Cut him some slack, and I exactly. will. Exactly. But I still say, things, so, some things still look like ass. Yeah, some things <laughs> look like ass, and they're always going to, but what can you do? Yep. Anyway, um, okay, so uh, we've smash cut to him in the wheelchair, waking up from a delusion, maybe... Mike is pushing him past what is clearly a mental institution. Oh, no. He says they found him walking in the desert like Moses. Moses. Uh, And uh, so, all right. Now, for real, Mike's going to tell us everything. Yep. Uh, Nope. Sorry. Reggie's going to do it. And we're going to smash cut to uh, him (laughs) telling the fucking whole series of movies again. So we, we started off the movie with him telling us essentially like a, a crib notes version of the whole yeah. story and now he's like let me just go into a little more detail about all the <laughs> shit that happened uh so uh whatever uh, maybe they're gonna iron the wrinkles out here yeah no no uh story's always the same he's tracking mike <laughs> he's got the car back he meets a girl could be his great great granddaughter <laughs> he's gonna try to have sex with her she's not gonna do it because uh, it gets hard on the road man <laughs> my penis it gets hard <laughs> on the road uh yeah we need we need a series of phantasm shirts here yeah we really do with, with the tall man <laughs> with the when you die you don't go to heaven you come to us we need one with reggie that just says it gets hard on the road it gets hard. damn i want to be wearing that reggie shirt <laughs> it gets hard it gets on the hard road. on the road <sighs> it's just a picture of reggie going like <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do what are you it gonna get, do it gets hard, it on, gets the hard road. on the road bub <laughs> Christ. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so Reggie uh we get to this is Reggie re- picks up a ridiculously attractive woman who could easily be literally legitimately his great great granddaughter. That's his thing. That's what happens to Reggie. <laughs> so which her- makes which 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 begs a question like is all this has this transformed from a series of Mike story to Reggie's story and this movie yes. almost proposes that Absolutely. all of this is in Reggie's mind so if are all these hot hitchhikers he's been picking up and scoring with all this time just been nothing but his delusions and fantasies like, okay speaking of him being a fucking crazy person what um he's what four for five of picking up women who then turn into actual monsters <laughs> like Get a clue, dude. You got stabbed once by one of them. Come on, man. <laughs> and she tries to do it again. One of the, and <laughs> you almost fell for it a second time. Yeah. And that was the- especially weird because they had the same woman who'd clearly had plastic surgery. And you're like, wow. Okay, so did that ghoul have plastic surgery? <laughs> That's weird. Be nice. What? I'm telling you, she looked like she was 40, and she was clearly in her 60s. It's the same woman. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, okay, so... So here's another part of this movie that I love, but also sometimes don't like, is the amount of fan service that it gives. Like, sometimes it's great. I'm sorry, What? like what? <laughs> what do they do? Oh, like callbacks to the other movies that are that are fun for like when Reggie is so Reggie meets up with Dawn, you know okay, what I mean? They yeah, go yeah. to her house, and then she's like, he's like, I'm gonna write a song for you, and then he plays that same 
oh fucking music from the first movie that's the kind of fan service we were just like oh yeah i know that song because i know the first movie you're like yeah you see but like i I thought that was funny because it actually makes it into a joke where he only knows one song and he lies to girls telling them that he wrote them a song oh he wrote one song in the 70s and he's been playing this thing for 40 years trying to convince women that it's the same song or that it's specifically for them okay that's funny. which to me it was actually kind of a funny gag i i had a buddy who was an amazing guitarist and he said that when he was in college if he ever wanted to score with girls he would just open his dorm room door and he'd start playing dave matthews songs <laughs> jesus christ the world is a horrible place it is terrible <laughs> i started playing guitar for good reasons yeah because you wanted to learn Dave Matthews songs. <laughs> <laughs> and you did. You play them very nice. Thank you. I, I was playing them for hours before we started recording. <laughs> but, um, but here, yeah, so, okay, so that's funny. When, it, when I think about it that way, which I didn't before, that is hilarious. But I don't know if that's the joke they are I going for. I don't know. Or, but for me, it was song. just like, why would he be playing that same song? Why would he, you know, I thought playing a song for her was stupid to begin with or saying that to begin with. But I mean, then then there's yeah, the other. You know what's worse is that it worked. Yeah. Then, well, then, <laughs> then there's the other callback where he's just like, where he tries to score with her. You know, hey babe, you know, it gets hard out there on the road. Like, I thought that was hilarious. And here's another thing with this movie: I feel that I have a much greater appreciation for this movie for just previously watching all four movies yeah, yeah, in a row than doing this. Yep. Like, because if I just picked up this and I hadn't watched the other ones for a while. I would probably miss those little, a lot of those little callbacks right. and yeah, dialogue yeah. things. Like I wouldn't have remembered that one line from years ago watching the movie, but now I do. Like now, I thought that was funny. Yeah. But sometimes I feel it's just cramming it down with like like the same song. But, yeah. I. <laughs> and then it's like it's just weird too because you're like I'm gonna go to bed and it's like you see you see her laying in bed like can you imagine like inviting a stranger to your house you're like okay can you stop playing guitar now I'm trying to sleep up here. <laughs> that was what. <laughs> <laughs> A hundred percent. That was what I thought was going on. Like I like we cut to her and she's like, she's hearing him play guitar and she's like, awake. And I'm just like, she's gonna go. T- she's gonna walk to the door and go, shut up. She's like, no, I really like him being she's stuck like, on this part. I think I want to sleep with this guy. She's like, maybe <laughs> I'll give him a pity fuck. Mm. And it was like, why? Why would you do that? Don't, please. Yeah, it was corny. They're so far. I mean, listen, that woman was so far out of everyone's league. Not adding to the fact Reggie's telling the story. How would he know that she even came down? He was sleeping. Oh, fuck. He's t- <laughs> He's ashing this, this fucking story. He's like, but it, I think that if we saw it from another perspective, she'd be like, Oh my God! Why won't he fucking shut up? But from yeah. his perspective, he's like, "Yeah." And she totally, tried to bang me, but I was, fell asleep. You know, the only reason I didn't score with her was because uh, I was tired. Yeah. Not that I'm seventy-seven years old and can't get an erection. It certainly wasn't that. Uh, uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, so all of that is actually pretty funny, and I kind of love it. Um, okay. And I love that he told her the story. Too. Oh, that cracked me up too. That I, was good, bro. That did <laughs> stop telling. Stop telling the that story. story. 
That is that, that makes you sound like a crazy person. I mean, uh, people usually don't want to sleep with those. I mean, cr- <laughs> fucking ice cream grandpa, you're not going to score with anybody anyway, but seriously, after telling that story, yeah. No. No, no, no. Uh okay. Look, I'm just not interested. Oh, wait, but can I tell you about the clowny <laughs> trap house? <laughs> Let me tell you about that. Let me tell you about that. Oh, we also we ignored the kid that came from that who saved our lives a bunch of times in that one movie. Fuck buckets, man. How dare they? <laughs> they how dare they how dare they still ignore him? Tim never came back up. <laughs> I kept thinking like we were gonna get some fun Tim cameo in this, and it never done happened. Like Yeah, I thought that like it was gonna be old man Tim was gonna show up. One of the freedom fighters did it. I would have been so yeah. happy if Tim was like an old man. Or, you know, if the little person they hired, I don't know what his name was. Chunk. Well, fuck. I don't want to say that. But, okay, so his name was Chunk. His, he called, if, his name was Chunk. I know. I still hate the fact that he was called Chunk. <laughs> That's a terrible name. Uh, but either way, if he had been Tim, yeah. you know, that would have been awesome. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm Tim grown up. Perfect. Why are you so short? Uh, the gravity pushes you down when you're in the other world. Right. Or... I just, you know, <laughs> just happened. Yeah. Not a lot of vitamin C or something, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't matter. Like, it But you can't bring Tim back and make him shorter than he was in the first poop. That's, prob- <laughs> that's probably true. That would probably have to be addressed. I mean, yeah. I I understand colorblind I casting, did, but... <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> they would have to do something with that. That's what but, happened to him when he got pulled in. He got pulled into the tall man world, and he's I, been gone forever, and he got yeah. shrunken down. Just like the dwarves. I gotta tell you, that the, fucking... The, the goobers, I mean. That casting was pretty awesome, though. I what? was I was pretty happy with that. It was almost like a, it almost felt like an apology what to casting? be like uh, casting a little person in like a hero role. Oh yeah, like I mean he was a handsome dude, but it was like, you know, it was a movie that had, I'm not gonna say exploited little people. I mean they there were people who got gigs working as masked characters yeah, because of their height. But, they, but their, it's they, like the script called for little. But it people. also like gave them. Like gave someone who was of like a little person yeah. an actual speaking role to act, and it was a dude who could act really well. Yeah, he was great. So I liked that dude. Um, okay, anywho, or <laughs> they just ran out of actors. <laughs> just like, like any uh, of you goobers want to be like a hero? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that dude looked like he was just a normal random person. He certainly <laughs> didn't look like a professional actor. He looked like a dude who like is like the headshot that you see every time they're like, oh, and we're casting a commercial. He had that like weird like actor face. Yeah. That like every actor has. Uh, anyway, okay, so. Uh, Reg is, uh, so, so blah, 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 blah. Spheres, Spheres watching from the woods. Also, Angus is watching from the woods as well. He's weird poorly, looking Angus. Poorly computer animated Angus. Okay, so he was wonky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and so a sphere just kind of hangs out in front of the fire and looks at Reg for a while. With its blades out. Yeah. That bothered me. And, and Reg they, was like, we, We've hey, never whatever. seen the spheres with their blades out unless, unless they're, they're flying yeah, at you ready agree. to- if they're just looking, they got the eyeball thing. Sure. How do you fuck up your own mythology with the spheres? <laughs> uh, how do you do it? Uh, see uh, Phantasm 2 through 5. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it just bugged me that it wasn't just a normal sphere hugging around. Yeah. I don't care if... Maybe the eyeball was too hard to do. Then don't do it. Just have yeah, a normal, just have sphere, the normal sphere Yeah, they see without eyeballs too. <clears throat> so uh, we cut directly from that to back to the Dementia Ward... And this time he's in bed, sleeping in the bed right next to Angus Scrim. Oh, yeah. 
And, uh, and this is cool. I like it when we get to the yeah. Jebediah uh, tall man. This is this is, is the, rare. This is the nice guy, Jebediah. Yep. So he's he's sitting in bed, and he's like, uh, he introduces himself as Jebediah, and he's the nice the nice version. And uh, he goes, they, they have a little little stitch of a conversation, and then he turns on a dime and becomes evil Angus Scrim. And uh, he says, I'll always be watching you. <laughs> and then there's a hot goth girl under the bed It's the for lady, some the woman in lavender. Oh, is that? Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Perfect. I. What was going on there? They were like, they were like Cronenberg together. Yeah, they, yeah. they had like a, yeah, a little, little Cronenberg pipe. Yeah. Don't get it. Just kind of weird. Here was uh, another scene though where it's just like the last time we met Jebediah where it was just like, can we get more exposition? Please. Can we get something concrete? There's so much. Last time we just, you know, poured some lemonade, and this time we just like said like, I think they put us here to die. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you're in kind of a death ward. Like, yeah. I mean, dude, that's kind of how it it's works. Like, Look at my alter ego, woman in lavender. I haven't <laughs> pulled her out since '79. <laughs> booga booga booga. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It's weird, but you know, sometimes you need a hot goth chick to hang out under your bed. <laughs> that's how it goes. Uh, it looked like a like a like a metal video, it, like a symphonic metal video. One hundred percent looked like the uh, the cover to uh, what was that Aussie record? Fuck if I know. <laughs> it was one of the Aussie records had uh, the one was shot in the dark. It had this lady who was like a weird gothy cat lady okay. on the cover. <laughs> it looked like that. Uh, anyway, now we wake up the next morning. Now we wake up the next morning. Reg hears something upstairs and calls for Don. He's back in this reality. She doesn't answer, so he goes upstairs. He hears the familiar metallic whirring. And yes, she's fucking dead. Uh, gory, gory, gory death. And it looks great, and then they ruin it for me. They do this one quick shot where they do like a camera zoom right into the drill, like, like this like hyper, yeah. and it's like, and it's like, we don't need that gore shot. Just show her on the bed like it was. It looked great, but yeah. then they like keep showing it from all angles and I just felt like it was unnecessary. Like, yeah, no, I mean he's, clearly he's trying stuff Yeah, and it's like it I, works, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and sometimes and I feel problem. like just less is more and it's like, it looks, Absolutely. The, the shot of her on the bed, balls in her head, blood spurting out yep. we saw everything we need to see. Like, sure. I felt fine with that. I agree. But then we but, did like the weird zoomy close up and the but and then, then sometimes more is more when he does it though. That's the yep, problem yeah. is that like he, he strikes out sometimes yep. but it's like when he's trying, I'd rather have a director who's trying stuff that fails occasionally. Than just do the same. Than somebody who's just not trying. Yep. And I feel like a movie like this with the budgetary limitations it has, trying crazy shots and like, you know, being that, you know, doing the the 80s horror director thing where you're trying to get your, your Sam Raimi signature, you're trying to get your John Carpenter signature, you're trying yep. to figure out what your thing is. I like that, and I think that that's what he was doing. And I wish, uh, I wish he had gotten the chance to continue his forward motion in this. I think it's just rough that he was given uh, a, a movie that has such a history, and I think that that just shot him in the ass. You know, yeah. like of course everyone's gonna have dumb opinions about everything you're doing. Yeah, you're working on Phantasm. It's like yeah. 
it, again, not to bring Star Wars back, which is obviously the closest related movie to Phantasm, but like, it's like how you can't make a Star Wars movie that has, you know, in the last five years. Everyone bitches about everything because it's yep. not exactly the way they want. It. Yeah, I just, I just, just something rubbed me wrong. Yeah, no, I just I liked it. it. I liked it. I liked the girl in the bed. Then I was just like, ah, oh, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> but then this part bugs me a little bit too because Reggie like freaks out, walks outside the door, then shuts the door, and then leans against it. He knows these things cut through doors, drill, <laughs> fly. Either way, they come through wooden doors, like. He knows better than to lean against a thing when the ball's in the room. I think I think that's an editing problem. I think that was supposed to be... He wasn't supposed to spend so much time attached to the door. Yeah, but, then, think, the, but then the thing does come through the door, and it's like, you knew that was going to happen, Reggie. What are you doing right. leaning against this door? Well, I, I <laughs> like, like I was saying, I, th- I think he was basically... That was supposed to be him shutting the door, so it was just going to be... He throws oh. his body against the door, and instantly... The ball hits it. Okay, that would make sense. And then it's like, so I'm slamming the door. Bah, bah, edit is really quick. This but does instead, have a few weird editing delays. I mean, the yeah. other part in the mausoleum later on, when the yep. goober runs by, and it takes him like a freaking year and a day to like turn around with his cock so, his gun. So weird. That part yeah. is so weird. Um, but yeah, yep. There's some there's some things. Uh, okay, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> After he gets stuck in the door, Reg goes down to his car, brings that fucking bag that he has, and puts a comedic number of weapons into his military duffel. It's so hilarious. He has a giant rucksack, and he's just like, okay, here's shotgun, a, here's a chainsaw. Here's every single weapon Ninja Turtles use. <laughs> <laughs> got to make sure that I got my nunchucks. Yep. I've got, <laughs> I've got a howitzer. Okay, we got. Seriously, gotta, <laughs> it's like a cartoon bag like of weapons. Driving yeah. a Sherman tank into it. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was obviously being played for for laughs, yep. and it was funny. I thought it was great. When he threw the fucking chainsaw in there, I was like, okay, <laughs> you got me. I mean, at this point, just get, give me, like, a commando four-barreled missile launcher here. <laughs> oh, man, did I ever want that. Yeah. I don't uh, care if you never use it. Just just show us you putting it in the bag. It's funny. <laughs> There's so many moments that were like that. Uh, okay, so um, the sphere comes for him. Uh, and he runs into the barn where he meets a Demeter. A.K.A. <laughs> Dan Roebuck, who will be Grandpa Munster in the upcoming Rob Zombie reboot of the oh, Munsters. Really? I only know him from River's Edge. Uh, I loved him in that. I I mostly... Oh, I do remember him from River's Edge. I also remember him from... He was in a bunch of Larry Blumeyer movies. Don't know. Uh, Lost Skeleton. Uh, he oh, was okay. in... He, I don't think. I he think was... you've said the Lost Skeleton guy's name like a hundred times during this podcast. I'd be like, I don't know who that is. And all I've ever like, seen oh, is yeah. Lost Skeleton. Uh, uh, he was in Dark and Stormy Night. I think was the one that he okay. was in, uh, and he was really good in that. And by the way, Dark and Stormy Night, watch it. It's fucking yeah, hilarious. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go check that guy's out because all I've seen so is Lost good. Skeleton, and I love that one. There's only one Blumeyer movie that I don't like, and it's uh, Screaming Forehead. Okay, that's the only one that I was like. It kind of just didn't click. Yeah. I think it got edited to shit, too, because it got bought by AMC. Oh, yeah. And they kind of fucked it up. But That'll happen. But still, it, it just kind of didn't... It's a very funny concept. It had that concept that, like, all the aliens have these gigantic things that look like wads of spam mm-hmm. on their foreheads and nobody notices. 
So the central conceit is just that there's aliens among us, and they're very obvious with these big, weird, pulsating foreheads, which is very much like this island Earth. Yep. Like, because the aliens in that had enormous heads, and everyone was just like, oh, hey, it's Zolgar. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Hey, how's it going, Zolgar? Well, your Earth weather is pretty great today, and... (laughs) Oh, sorry, I think I hear my interrosseter ringing. <laughs> People in the 50s were fucking dumb. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, so... But anyway, we get this... This confused me, like... Killing the horse? Yeah, that was dumb. That was dumb, and to add to that dumbness... Wha- uh, okay, but why? Why killing the horse? Okay, here's here's my pitch. Yeah. It always kills horses every time it gets a chance. Because they can ride those things. They squish them down, and there's a bunch of those little guys riding tiny little horses <laughs> in the other world. Come on. Pretty great. Okay, right? that would be great. Okay. So once I thought about that, I was like, oh, it's okay. If they're going to bring him back as like a tiny little pony that <laughs> the little guys can I'm ride. I'm there for that. Little jollos with tiny little horses. Fuck. Yeah. I'm so in. And there's there's a breed of pony like that, so you don't even need special effects. You just need to get those ponies. Uh but man, what a cringy dialogue from Reggie at the scene. I don't get it. Like, was that the best take? Or was that or who thought that was clever after the horse dies and he looks at Demeter and is like, dude, bad news about your horse. And he says it just like that. It's like, what? It's a very Keanu Reeves take. It's a very Keanu Reeves take, and it's just it's <laughs> stupid. Dude. <laughs> dude. <laughs> bad dude. news about your horse. <laughs> <laughs> Your stepmom is hot. And it's like, for, 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 (laughs) shut up, Ted. (laughs) And for one, this dude doesn't even speak English, which we've already established. (laughs) So, like, who is he saying this line to? True. Uh, Yes. Uh, It didn't, it didn't bother me at all. I liked (laughs) it. I hated it. (laughs) I thought it was fine. That was one of my giantest peeves, and it's such a stupid throwaway line, but, like... (laughs) I actually really, for some reason, I don't know what it is. I like Reg saying dude. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, uh, Sphere's done with the horse. Uh, Farmhand lets it in, and he just starts swinging at it with his double axe that he's got in his hands. And then what happened here? He hits it, but then it flies at Reggie, and then what, bounces off his gun and then flies back to him? uh, The way I I saw it, he managed to hit it. It bounced off the wall. And then bounced back at him full force and got stuck in his throat. Oh, I thought it hit Reggie's gun. Uh, Maybe. I also thought it would be funny if Reggie shot Demeter a thousand times trying to hit the sphere. <laughs> I was like, that could be comedy. Like, To be honest, I'm surprised that didn't happen. I thought it was going to happen. I was like, oh, he's going to like keep shooting like, and keep hitting uh, his arm, his other arm, his leg. It's like- so... <laughs> That would have been so evil dead of them to have him miss a bunch of times and try to save the guy. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, but nope, they did not go that way. So, Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Reg hesitates for way too long, like just basically watches it drill the guy's throat out forever. And it's like, you know how long it takes. You've seen this happen a bunch of times. Yeah. Shoot it now. Yeah. He doesn't shoot it while it's in the guy's throat, which was like, Shoot it now or run. You know there's nothing. You, have, you know there's nothing happening except that thing coming back after you afterwards. Two, or, yeah. I mean, and running is dumb because it's literally stuck there for this for right now. Yep. You know, you could even like hold on to it with your foot and shoot it a bunch of times. Oh, well, true. That's you know, right. Like, it does stick in there for for goodsies. Yeah. Kind of. 
Well, sometimes that changes. That changes. That was that was in the early '80s and late yep. '70s that that happened. <laughs> Later on, it just comes right out. Sometimes it goes straight through people's heads. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, whatever happens, uh, he plops back into his wheelchair after killing the ball, and we go back to the dementia discussion with Mike. Mike decides to explain uh, quantum superposition theory to to Reg, and it's in like, less than a minute, right? He's like, "Well, allow me to uh, have get, you heard of the membrane theory? Let me get string theory out of the way, and then yeah. <laughs> like, thanks, Mike, you got it, nailed it." Uh, and then you have it's dementia, like, and you're like, "I'll bring you a book. I'll bring you a big physics book to read." Yeah, Reg is like, <laughs> Reg is like doing that thing where he kind of cocks his head to one side, and he's looking like it's like trying to explain Parcheesi to a dog. <laughs> he's like, "Remembering? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know." Reg decides to flash back instead of continuing to listen to this dumb story about fucking Stephen Hawking's crap. Hawkins crap. And now here's where Hawkins. we start marrying these big time, though, because he gets to that dream and he sees the gigantic sphere in the sky and the tuning forks. Then we go to the we we are at also yep. at the dementia place at the at the nursing home, and, and Mike vanishes yes. and he goes for a walk and finds the tuning forks there. Then we get that jump cut back and mm-hmm. forth like where we. Is this a multiverse thing? Yeah. Is this a these two yes. different Reggies? I mean, what? Okay. Here's so where what it starts is, getting really muddy. <laughs> what I think is, I mean, the ending of this movie is irritating because it definitely posits the idea that he's dead. Yes. But is he? Is only one Reggie dead? Right. Is there two? That's, that's or the thing, is, is that there one Reggie and one part of him's crazy? If this was the ending of Sopranos, this would mean that the whole thing was a dream, period, and none of it was real. Yep. But in this world, I think that what Mike says about membrane theory is the actual correct okay. read of this movie. Yep. It's that every single reality is overlapping and there is a reality where he's in a wheelchair you know or yes. whatever and he's like he's in a dementia ward the tall man still exists in that world we've seen the we saw the ball and the and the fucking turnstile in that world yep um but it's just that for one reason or another they had him institutionalized and the tall man's doing his thing wherever else and they're just ignoring it and that however long in the future, it's going to turn into the fucking Resident Evil <laughs> yep. world. Um, and I think that that's another way to explain all of this is that it's just a fucking multiverse kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That it's just, oh, that stuff that you saw with Tim? That was that version. Yeah. Tim doesn't exist in this world. There has not been a Tim in this verse. Yeah. there's <laughs> We're out of the Timiverse. Yep. Or he got killed by the, the other guys. I mean, I assume he did get killed by the lurkers in that scene at the end. Yep. And that's just, that's just, everybody just stops talking about Tim after that point. <laughs> it's just I too think, hard to talk about. Oh, I mean, maybe it really does break them up. Maybe that was like too much for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see that. But he's, okay, so whatever. He's wandering the woods with every, with his bag full of every imaginable weapon. He hears a spooky voice call his name. He follows a random path, and we get to the the fancy music comes up, and he sees the giant sphere over his head, and it doesn't have a lot to give it scale, but it's got to be at least the size of a house. Oh, yeah. It's enormous. Um, 
we see the quantum turnstiles, and before he can touch them, he's back at the fucking dementia ward again. Reg gives a speech, but halfway through, Mike literally disappears. Yeah. Like, disappears, disappears. And then Reg goes back to see the fork, but he won't touch them. Because then we also get several different mics later on. Yes. We get War Mike, the visiting membrane mic, and the grizzled mic. Yes. That's been having the bad dreams that you could tell is a completely different style of acting than the other mics. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, <sighs> so, but Reggie steps through these. <laughs> instead of instead of touching them, which he's like, he's like, oh, I don't want to touch them anymore. Because I don't know what happens when he touches them. Does yeah. it shut them down? It's like licking a 9-volt battery. It just feels weird. <laughs> it just feels weird. Uh, but he walks. So here's half bothers me here because like we do that juxtaposition of both nursing home reggie and dream reggie i guess you could call her ice cream reggie or dream commando reggie okay reggie. C- yeah commando bag reggie uh, they're both walking yes. at the same time but then we just stick with commando bag reggie yep and he walks into a big white void where the tall man is just staring at you <laughs> like yeah this visual bothers me because it looks so cool but i just want the tall man to be looking at Reggie when he walks through, not us. Like, it felt weird. Like, yeah, it, it's very but weird. But it also adds a level of yeah, weirdness to it, it where does. it's just like, what are you looking at? This is interesting because that that is that's the question that he asks. He's like, yep. so what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing here? You know, he's like, uh, he's like, you can't hurt me, so whatever. You know, I'm here in 1979 where events are set in motion. So he's standing on the precipice of the events of the first movie. Yep. Is where he is. He gives a classic phantasm retcon here, which is kind of annoying, where he changes the classic line from, you think that when you die you go to heaven, you come to me. He changes it to, they don't die, they come to me, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Changing it from the fact that when you die... Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So, that was weird. Well, here's where he starts making that bargain to give Reggie his family, family back. back. Which is weird because, like, later on he asks, like, why do you care about your friends so much? But then he's like, I've got your family. Like, so I know you obviously care about things a lot. But then he, like, ridicules him for caring about things. But it's like, I'm offering you with things you care about. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean. This whole well, thing's kind of weird. Well, and- he, he's basically, he knows he knows what his bargaining chip is. Mm-hmm. His bargaining chip is his family. He's like, fucking dumbass. You want this so bad? Yep. I mean, I'm a master of time and space. Come through the fucking portal. I'll drop you in 1979, dum-dum. But you know? we still don't know why he needs Mike so much. Because he says, like, no, I want Mike back. And he's like, no, he's mine. <laughs> and he will be forever. Like That's why so do you- annoying. It's so frustrating. Like, what is the freaking connection? They never ever. Tell us. And even Mike says that later on, like he, he Mike, uh, Mike, like basically is the voice of the audience where he's like, and I wondered if that silver spear was like, take it out or was it always there? Like, I was like, yeah, that's what we've been wondering we, for fucking ever. We're hoping that was literally the point <laughs> of this movie was to tell us what happened with all of that. Nope. And you're not going to tell us whether it was, it was in you all along or if he put it there. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Don't worry, Matt and I have ordered a two-volume set of in-depth uh, analysis of the Phantasm universe. Yes. And we're going to read it and see if maybe we understand what this movie's about. 
someday. Maybe we'll I do... ordered it through Green Hand Books. What a great place to buy books. Do they have a website? They do. Greenhandbookshop.com. Oh, awesome. You should go there and buy books. Um, and yes, I got to tell you, uh, I'm really excited to see this. It could be cool. What's that, the book? Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's written by the same guy that did Dustin Mattison, I think his name is. He wrote the Halloween book. Uh, okay. Uh, he's wrote a bunch of books about horror movies, and uh, I've been, I'm actually in the middle of reading the Halloween one, and it's fantastic. Oh, and nice. then I realized that he wrote this Phantasm one, too. So that's okay. why I was like, do you know of a cool bookstore I can order these books from so I don't need to go to Amazon? <laughs> yes, please go to the Green Hand Bookshop for all of your horror needs. There's plenty of stuff. Horror, fantasy, sci-fi. My wife can handle all of those things. Oh, your wife runs that store? What? What? <laughs> Uh, yes. Okay, so back to the movie. Look, it's free, suckers. This it podcast. Is, it is. It's a free, it's a free <laughs> podcast, so go to CoastCityComics.com and, uh, and also uh, Rad Wraith 2 out next week. Oh, cool. Yeah. I heard a cool person wrote that, too. Yes, some cool person. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Uh, yes. He says he can bring back Reg's family unharmed, alive and well, if he does the tall man a favor. And he can't get Mike because he's his forever. Uh, Reg takes off to think it over, in air quotes, I guess. Um, and he slowly backs through the gate. And then he arrives in a pretty piss poor green screen mausoleum. But whatever, it's fine. Uh, I thought it looked great. It's... Sure. I didn't even notice it was a green screen. I'm not even joking. I thought really? this whole thing looked okay. great. Yeah. Well, good enough. <laughs> it looks good enough. And this thing did that thing with her foot that we wanted to see. Remember when Mike floated away in part three? Holy shit. And we were like, we don't even see his feet like dragging on the carpet when he floats. This time they give us the feet. So crazy. Do you think they made up? Do you think it's fan service? Like, man, everybody wanted to see feet. Like, I wonder. Yeah. That's crazy, because I've never seen this movie before. So. Yeah, me neither. Until but. Yeah, so when I was asking I just remember that, both of us being like, yeah. yeah. That was not something it's a, that... It's a, it's a make good on the missing feet. Yeah. <laughs> thank okay. you. Yeah, so thank you for that. Uh, okay. Uh, he wanders down the halls, and a little grumbling runs past him and makes a hilarious monster belching noise. Pretty great. Uh, he now has a new fancy automatic rifle uh, and just keeps getting outclassed constantly like it's just like always something's running past him yep. and he's like I'll get my gun nice. what the fuck it's like doo, 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 doo. okay time to draw my gun pow 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 and the thing's fucking three years away yep. from him he's I like, watched that scene twice I rewound it instantly because I was like did I so slow did I seriously see that delayed reaction yeah. yep yep <laughs> Uh, and okay, so he shoots the gun into nothing, and then the lady who stabbed him from Phantasm One floats down the hallway, making the cool sparks on the floor. The She's feet. got crazy metal shoes, uh, and he's like, "Oh, I love this lady. She stabbed me. Yeah, I can't shoot her." He was probably just looking at the boobs and didn't even realize it was her. Good point. He was probably it's like, "Reggie, hey, boobs." Yeah, it's uh -huh. Reggie here. There's a it there's gets a woman hard on the road. Oh, it's looking at you. <laughs> yeah, apparently it also gets hard in a mausoleum. You <laughs> fucking freak. <laughs> it should not get hard in a mausoleum. I'm just saying, that's a bad sign. <laughs> uh, anyway, Dude, his rocket pop is always ready to fire. <laughs> apparently, uh, so he falls for that shit a second time, but this time we get an awesome monster transition i love what this looks like so good so good 
Her screaming face, it reminds me of that Aphex Twin video. Yep. <laughs> but I man, it, it looks great. Yep. Amazing. Amazing. And then he's like, ah, poop. Right. I should totally shoot you. Square in the forehead. And he does. And it's like, oh, okay, but bye. Because that it. was it for her. What a big bad. <laughs> this was one of those things where it was like, it's cool that you brought that lady back from the first movie. Yeah. But like, you didn't do anything with her. Give her something. Give, give her, her something, something to, to do, do other than just like the feet thing was cool. Whatever. Give her something to the do. The scream thing was cool, but then it was just like, why yeah. Why are you even here? But also, <laughs> why does he have that fucking gun? What gun? Like, it was dumb. I it was like, so. What's it, dumb? He's got this like he's got this crazy like laser sighted automatic weapon. Oh yeah, and it's like okay, so he, I would have liked it For better picking goobers off if he basically precision. if he just basically was like fired it off, kept missing, fired it off, fired it off, fired it off, crap, I'm out of drops it, and then he pulls out the four barrel shotgun for when she shows up. Because then we can get a head explosion. Oh, yeah. Like, why do why a little tiny pop in the head for a phantasm movie, of all things? Yeah, and for somebody that's kind of like a big bad. She Exactly. Yeah. You know, it should have been that he uses that little gun, and he pops her a whole bunch of times, and she just keeps coming. Yep. And then he's like, fuck, and he's searching his bag. He gets that. <laughs> he and comically keeps throwing out a billion weapons exactly. while looking for his exactly. four barrel. There's so many weapons. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, like the scene from Mad Max, where he's just like pulling guns and guns and guns yeah. and knives and guns. And then he pulls out the thing, blows her in half, explodes her head, whatever. Yeah. Something that's like a big, gross explosion it of was pudding. so anticlimactic after seeing her awesome face exactly to just be like, pop <laughs> yeah it, it was it was not enough yeah. as far as i am concerned uh okay so uh then we go through some more video game shit as he goes into the a ca- big spooky hole a big spooky cave appears from nowhere he goes in shoots a goober everything then is- all the walls crumble yeah. and he's on like a floating platform out of mario 64 whoa whoa (laughs) like what are you doing and then we get essentially the same scene with him and tall man again but it's especially funny this is another this is another phantasm sin that happens a lot in these movies where it's like uh in this in this instance the the repeated beat is hey i was going to ask you a favor all right come back in a minute i'm gonna try to kill you a bunch of times (laughs) And then ask you a favor. It's yeah. like, you know, if you kill him, you're not going to be able to ask him a favor, right? Yeah. You are in charge of these little goobers that are murdering him, that yeah. are like straight up trying to kill him this whole time. Maybe tell them to back off? Go off and think about my offer while I make it hard to think about my offer. <laughs> while I prove that I'm probably not going to honor my end of the yeah. bargain. Like, I don't know, tall man, bad negotiator is what I'm saying. Uh, So we, again, repeated beat, but this time on a crazy space mountain. Yep. (sighs) Uh, Reg tries to shoot him, but his little toys don't work here. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't understand this. He keeps asking for Jody and Mike back. Yeah. But the tall man is saying, I'll give you anybody but them. Yeah. And he says i don't understand your dumb loyalty and whatever and here's another thing about this movie this is like this is angus scrim like at death's door this is the end of his life this is his last performance Mm -hmm. i think this might be some of his best acting yeah i think this scene in particular it's great 
he fucking kills it. Yep. Kills it. So uh, that stuff is great. Uh, tall man tells Reg that he isn't real and he's just a dream that the Love tall it. man is having. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, that's pretty fun. You're just my bad dream yeah. is his line. I was like, fuck, that's a good line. Uh, and Reg wakes up again, strapped to a table. <gasps> now there's a, now there's a weird incubator full of sentinel spheres. So it's like a little baby incubator for like newborns. Yeah, and it's full it's of the, like seven sentinel spheres all clanking around in there. There's a bunch of Frankenstein steampunk gadget shit everywhere, uh, randomly arcing electricity. Like it's a it's beautiful. Uh, somebody with a flashlight and a knife is lurking around, and they're small. And you're like, oh shit! Yep, he's gonna get stabbed by a little guy. Oh, hey, nope. It's a it's our hero chunk. So if they are a hero, why wouldn't they address themselves as such? When they get there, they're like, I'm just gonna be all ominous with my knife. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's just he, and uh, cut you free while constantly you thinking I'm here to do something. I don't know, because uh, that's how horror movies work. Yep. Is the answer to that question. Uh, so yeah, it's uh. Yeah, it's just a so little... So, if you'll notice, too, in this scene, Reg is wearing his ice cream suit. So, which makes me wonder, here's what I was talking about earlier, and then eventually yeah. he's going to meet Chunk, he's going to meet uh, Jane, yep. who is Dawn, the girl he met earlier yep. is yes. back in this, yep. and then he reunites with Michael. And Mike says that, you've been gone, you've been... Uh, on ice. In, on ice for a decade, like, and the other people are saying, you've been hooked up to this machine for a long time. Right. So when he went through the portal, is this where he was? Was he hooked up to this machine for the past 10 years? Potentially. Like, and Mike found I would, him? I would like, say potentially, So that's yeah. what I was wondering. Yeah. If, and you'll notice he's still wearing the ice cream uniform, which mm. he wore when he came back through the portal. So Holy this shit, is, are you saying that this is this might actually just be shot out of order? Or essentially yes. like, oh. This is my half theory that this is fuck. where Reggie has been all the time before he came back to the desert. Holy shit. It still just makes more questions and answers. No, it, but it like, does, it, but, but it, I like that. I yeah. like the idea that it's just time skips because because based, based on his clothes, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I mean, again, it's, it's still, not a definitive answer no, God, because no. nothing <laughs> makes any sense, but it's still pretty cool. That's where I think like, oh, that's where Reggie's been for these 10 years and then Mike's finally found him. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so uh, we're intru- we're introduced to Chunk here, who cuts him free. He's this weirdly handsome little person who looks like a small Bruce Campbell, kind of. Yeah, and <laughs> acts like odd. him, too. He acts like a small mm. Bruce Campbell, too. Uh, he's there with Dawn, but her name is Jane now, and she's alive, so it's clearly an alternate reality. He's having a weirdly difficult time understanding this multiverse thing that's going on, considering he's literally been traveling through time and space mm. for 40 conservatively years. 40 years. <laughs> uh, so, whatever. Uh, okay. Uh, this is some sort of future dystopia where the tall man has gotten even further ahead than he did in any of the other worlds. Uh, and he is a he is a War of the Worlds type alien in this. Uh, th- this is kind of like moving us to more of a War of the Worlds kind of thing where he's these are little tiny soldiers, but there are motherships and there are like there's a big alien invasion thing and gigantic sentinels that are watching over the entire world. I can't world. decide if I like the giant sentinels. I think they're the stupidest thing ever. 
Um, I, I just I I'm wrestling with myself. Like it's a cool visual, but at the same time, it's like dumb. It is. It is 100 dumb. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way to rectify it with the way that the story goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the whole point is that he's making people into his slaves. Yeah. And these things are just killing them. They're just blowing up cities. Yeah. It's like, well, why are you blowing up cities? You're the whole point the is to make more, yeah. make more people for your interdimensional whatevers. Mm-hmm. Um, and like burning them alive in, you know, exploding buildings or whatever is not Probably serving not your help purpose. your cause. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, and I don't, I don't. And making a virus that makes people's head explode. It's like. <laughs> However, the way that that was casually dropped, it was like, uh, it felt like the ending of that Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors, where they were like, no, it was just a dream. The only thing you have to worry about here is that gas that turns you inside out. (laughs) And it's like... Hear the music. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly how how it was dropped, was like as a comedy beat, and I was... (laughs) <laughs> kind of into it but yes no that is fucking stupid <laughs> and and also i mean for me i'm a huge fan of war of the worlds mm-hmm. like i think it's a really i think it is a very scary concept i think it's like one of the one of the best horror stories it's one of the best ways that sci-fi has ever used horror uh but i, I don't think it's appropriate to in to involve this War of the Worlds type tripod thing into into Phantasm. Yeah. Phantasm is weird and it's it's supposed to be weird and it's supposed to not make sense and it's supposed to be creepy because you're always being misdirected. You never know where you are. You ne- there's never a safe footing for you mm-hmm. because nothing makes sense. Yep. That's great. And then when it's like, oh, by the way, it's tanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, I see. It's yeah. a gun. It's like a gun is something I understand. It's just shooting lasers. It has lasers. Down, I guess. Who fucking cares about lasers? Yeah. Sure, it kills lots of people, but it's not scary. Yeah. It's a different type of scary. Yes. It's not a it's not creepy in a fun horror movie way. It's not hanging around in a mausoleum. And seeing and people who are being resurrected. Doofy to be like, you know what's cool? Those sentinel spheres. What if we made like a giant <laughs> one? Like, no. Mm. I want you don't. I, I don't like it. I'm going to go on record saying no, I don't. No, I don't like it. I, I will I, say I, that I don't again, like I it. Again, I thought it looked kind of cool it's, in visuals, like, but I was like, I don't want to hate it because I, I, I don't no, like being a hater. But no. Yeah, I don't like it. No, I <laughs> also I also don't like it, but... But it's also it's it's the move that they made, and I think as an addition to the canon of Phantasm, I think it's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. But I also think that this movie is fun with it. Yep. Like when I see it, I'm like the visual is fine. It's you and know, and it's not a big plot point. Really, no, it it really they're isn't. there, but who cares? <laughs> I mean, they don't go fight. It'd be, it'd be one thing. It's like we gotta go fight that giant sphere. <laughs> I mean, especially because of the fact that we've uh, they've gone so far out of their way to be like, well, you know how they make a sphere? It's a brain squished down. 
So you're saying that you have a brain that's half the size, it's like fucking Ego the Living Planet that yeah. you squish down there? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Or does the big, big sphere need lots and lots of brains? <laughs> it's just the shoveling human brains into <laughs> it. It's like a coal engine. They're <laughs> <laughs> shoveling brains. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up. We need more, we need more brains. brains in Bay 7. <laughs> okay, that, you know what? If they had that scene. Yeah. <laughs> all would be forgiven if it was just like six tall mans and they're all like they're shoveling, all shoveling brains. brains into the giant sphere <laughs> and it's like burning them like coal. Oh, that would be wonderful. <laughs> and there's like horrible like black soot coming out the back. <laughs> yep. Fixed. That's much better. Totally soft. <laughs> all right. So uh, Reg hears a sound behind him. He ditches the heavily armed militia people who are the only people protecting him from this new world that is so dangerous because he's a total idiot. (laughs) His only chance of surviving this crazy Mad Max hell world, but he's like, eh, might be boobs. So I'm going to go look. Uh, And being the dummy that he is has served him pretty well so far. So he goes, uh, he sees a cooked corpse on a slab, then gets grabbed by a goober. Luckily, Chunk was following him because he knows that he's an idiot. And so Chunk shoots the thing in the forehead. Chunk is our replacement for Tim. Yes. Chunk is a dead shot. Chunk yep. is like, his his aim is ridiculous. Uh, and like Tim, I think, he w- I think this was supposed to be Tim. Yeah. I'm telling you. I think they just changed their minds on like trying to retcon him into something else. Yep. And they were just like, ah, he's just going to be a different character. He's Chunk. Be- because... <laughs> I think that all of that stuff would just be weird with, like, trying to explain why Tim looked like, you know, whatever. I would actually like it better if it was Tim. Like I said, I bought the... I, I intend to listen to the commentary on that, which if I was a good podcaster would have done already. Would have done but, beforehand. Uh, like, not but, just pick up this Blu-ray on my walk to work today. Uh, here's an excuse that a lot of podcasts use, and I think I'm going to pretend that that's what we do. You're just supposed to deal with what you see on screen can't have extra stuff messing with it <laughs> you know it's not about the extra added information that someone else gives you <laughs> so i'm gonna sounds good to me i'm gonna pretend that that's it's hard enough that just watching doing. the movie two times alone for these things without adding a third i agree yeah listen I'm we busy. don't get I'm a paid busy for man this shit. we don't get paid for this we don't get paid for this shit but you can pay us by leaving us a nice review and going to coast yeah please do that. buying yourself a funbox monster podcast t-shirt please leave a review we really need it uh anyway okay so what do we got here? Uh, all right. Uh, Chunk gives Reg a gun, and they, which is a, that's a moment for them. Like we mm. get in condensed into this little tiny mini movie. I, I love when Chuck says his boomer line here. I mean, uh, not Chunk. Uh, Reggie says his boomer line here, where he gets together. He's like, "All right, let's rock and roll, babe." And we get that moment with Chunk looking at him and going, <laughs> and like, did, like a little chuckle. I thought it was great. Yeah. Again, that dude. This should have been this whole movie. The fact that they had that dude, the second they cast that guy, they should have known that this movie should have been a buddy cop fucking movie (laughs) between him and Reg. Like the two of them just going through some sort of crazy fucking madness. He's going to be Ash in the next one because he blew his hand off. So now he'll get a robot hand. Holy shit. And before Ash versus Evil Dead. Uh, not to spoil the ending of Ash vs. Evil Dead, but that car looks an awful lot like the fucking Oldsmobile hmm. at the end of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Let's get 
let's get a chunk movie, guys. Hell yeah. I mean, considering if this really is 2016, he's not that much older. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, okay. Again, I looked that guy's IMDb up, and he has done nothing. But this? It was like, there were like crap roles. I was like, this <laughs> dude deserves better. Um, anyway. Uh, okay. So, um, okay. After a few seconds, they get headed off by more weird rebels, and it's like, oh no, they're going to fight. Then one of them takes off the scarf and goggles. It's Mike. Mike. Hey. They recognize each other, and we have a big reunion. And now the big ragtag band of apocalypse survivors uh, are in a. They're going to get out of the hospital or the morgue or whatever they're in right now. Um, and uh, Reg is like. It's good to be home. Yeah. And Mike says, thing is, Reggie, it's not really our home anymore. He opens the door and we see the Resident Evil corpse killer for, yeah. for the Sega CD <laughs> is outside. Uh, yeah, it's they made it red enough that it that it covered up some of the sins, but not red enough. And it flies through the streets until we get to a window with Reggie looking out and it's like, <gasps> Reggie's back <laughs> <laughs> in the in the nursing home, looking at everything through the window. Yep, which is neat. It is it again. It's neat. It's good direction. Like some of this stuff, it's just most of the stuff that sucks about this movie is budget based. Yep, like totally. You cannot fault this guy, and I feel like a lot of people fault this director in reviews I saw. A lot of it was being laid at his feet, and I'm like, this dude is impressive. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, this guy is doing God's work with mm. this thing. Like, this is clearly a passion project that he threw his life into, yep. because there's no way he could have been getting paid for everything he did. No way. Um, okay. So, yeah. Uh, Reg is looking out at the hellscape and whatever, and then he leaves his room at what I assume is the Bubba Hotep old folks' home. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Uh, and he follows some weird old dude down the hall for no reason. A nurse grabs him, and then it flips back to the dystopian world. Oh, no, it's actually a graver that has a hold of yep. him. Mike shoots it. They keep on running, uh, switches back to the hospital, um, and then goes back to... The, we get little moment in the hospital and we're flipped back to hell world yep and one of the dummies like this is it's a little frustrating that this was so poorly done because instead of just having a reason for this guy to be in the hallway he just stands there like the one thing yeah that in phantasm reality you cannot do yep do not stand <laughs> in a hallway looking <clears throat> dumb Everyone else is cleared out of that hallway, and this guy's just like, huh? huh. Oh, where'd everybody go? <laughs> Giant spiky fucking rollerball spike ball. ball. Yeah. Jams into his head and then blows it up, which and is great. It, yeah. I mean, it. I don't feel like the one-use ball is as good as the other ones. No. <laughs> That's for dummy brains. It's true. <laughs> like, don't be good to like fly into somebody and blow up and then we won't have to deal with their dummy maybe at this point they just got so many brains yeah. that they're just like they're I don't shoveling know shoveling them into fires to <laughs> right exactly uh, <laughs> alright back at the hospital Mike's visiting 
now we see Mike has been reliving what's happening to him. He's like, I had that dream. So is it real? <laughs> yes. No. Maybe. I don't know. But Mike's now convinced that Reggie's also going through something. He's like, no, the dream was too real. Yeah. So he's now convinced. And He uh, tells Reggie about, he starts doing Mike's story about where he came out at the end of part four. Yes. Where he's like, I wandered through... But yep. is that is he saying that he had that that was all in a dream that he just had? Yes, he is. Okay, so so his dream that he just had is what we should have been following along with. Yep, continuing a part four. And then he's and then this is him. He he gets to a certain point where he's telling his story, and he goes into like looks in a mirror and starts stitching his forehead. Yep. He bleeds the banana pudding. Uh, we see megaspheres blowing up buildings everywhere. It's in intercut with like actual riot footage to emphasize that the world is ending. Now there's a virus that makes your head fucking explode. <laughs> it's uh, so hokey. It's pretty funny. It's it's cleverly done, but it's so hokey. When you look when you look at the demolition of a real building, but they like put this big sentinel laser sphere in there, like, oh, well that's clever, but it is clever. It's kinda dumb. Yeah. <laughs> uh Finally, the tall man appears down the hallway, surrounded by gravers and lurkers. Oh my god, dude! This this scene like it cracks me up because tall this man was the one that you wanted. Because <laughs> tall man walks out and he's all looking badass, but then the goober's like, it's just like, wouldn't the tall man have like some more? I mean, granted, from from day one, his henchman has always been the goobers, but like that goober is particularly doing a disney dance like next to him and it just kills yeah. him. it kills his intimidating <laughs> badass walk you know what i mean he should have been like doing the charleston yeah. <laughs> <laughs> holding another throwing another one on his shoulder 23 skidoo yeah. <laughs> yeah that would have been great so it just looked kind of funny no just, it was it just was the right. goober was just walking like normal but so, don't worry we're gonna take care of this oh yeah they gone because um, they know exploding him works so well yeah exactly but uh, but that was cool. Like, Reg was stuck in the hallway, and Mike just basically shoves him out of the way and produces, you know, the Schwarzenegger... The Schwarzenegger commando gun. Commando gun that we were hoping for. He gets an RPG, blows up everyone in the hallway, uh, and then we smash cut to Reg waking up in his <gasps> wheelchair again. Uh, Mike's back, and he's like, I'm going to sneak you out of the hospital. This All this shit's real. Let's get out of here. Uh, but now, because of that... Because Mike is now awake to this other reality. He's this. All of these events are blending together Mm -hmm. now. Okay. Here's the question because the, the other addition to this mythos that came into this one is he controls your dreams. Yep. Instead of the potential that this is a, uh, like a, a membrane theory where it's like different realities that actually exist. What if it's all one reality and there's just a bunch of crazy stuff being thrown at him so that he doesn't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. And the real reality is what's happening right at the end when they start doing the, when they actually start fighting. It's Mm -hmm. hard to say, but that's the, that's the part where he starts recovering. Yeah. Like Mike is like, I remember this now. And then Mike turns into the apocalypse Mike. Yep. And he's sort of like, he's becoming the badass that he was. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> this was 
kind of cool. <laughs> it was also really confusing. Yeah. Um, so Dystopia, Mike, and Reg put on their breathers, and they're like, all right, we're going to do this. We're headed out to the tall man's dimension. Yeah. And so they go in, and... Because they hold- got Jane off camera. Some like. <laughs> Something happened, and Jane got taken by the tall man. And he's like... He basically he's got a gun trained on on the tall man, and he's like, "Do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Yeah. There are thousands of me." And then we cut to a a matrix shot of thousands of tall man. I like that. All in this white room, and it makes uh, me think they might have like wrote the dialogue after the fact, like because tall man like doesn't talk in this point. He beams it telepathically when yeah. he's telling the story. Yep. I'm just like, oh, man, that kind of bothered me. I wanted to see... Because Angus looks great when he delivers his lines, I feel. Yeah, he does. And to just watch his face not moving when he's talking is like... Uh, I felt that lessened the effect a little bit. I think they were... I, I wanted to see that line of him saying, like, there's thousands of me. Yeah. There's tens of thousands of me. Yeah, like, I, I... I have a bad feeling that they were dealing with, like, actual end-of-life stuff yeah. with Angus. Yeah, oh, I know. Where they were... Like, when he was shot in the hospital bed, he might have been being shot in a hospital bed. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's kind of weird. But either way, I mean, I know there's a lot that they were working against. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there was a lot of problems. We'll find out when we read those cool books. Yeah, of course. Especially the last one, which is only about this one. Yeah. Only about this movie. Yeah. Uh, okay. So... Uh, Mike's eyes go metallic here, and we're like, oh, no. He's got the eyeball thing again from part three. But I don't know if that meant that the tall man was taking him over or if that was him controlling one of the balls. Couldn't tell. No, and it doesn't matter. Yep, doesn't matter. (laughs) Tall man kills Jane, just snaps her neck, drops her, and it turns out that one of the lurkers was just Chunk disguised as a lurker, which was a great little moment. Yep. Uh, he's like, you guys go on. I got this. Opens up his fucking crazy Jawa vest, and he's got four grenades strapped to him, and he suicide bombs the tall man. Which is awesome. It was great. Even though we know explosions don't work. I killed this particular tall man. Doesn't matter. It does not matter. <laughs> um, it didn't kill Chunk somehow. It didn't? Did you watch the mid credit scene? No, I didn't. <gasps> I didn't watch the mid credit scene. I didn't know there was one. <gasps> what was the mid credit scene? Chunk comes back, missing a hand, and he gets picked up by Rocky from part three. Fuck! Yeah! Is the same actress? Yeah! Yes! Oh, god damn it. Okay. <laughs> Let me just say, Rocky was a sorely missed addition to this, to this entourage. Not... For the smallest reason being that Phantasm has a history of, let's not say misogyny, let's say of its time casting, maybe. Mm -hmm. Let's call it that, where any woman is either a monster or a victim. Yeah. (laughs) Which is not great, with the exception of Rocky. Yep. Rocky is neither a monster nor a victim. Yep. And so having her in this would have spiced it up a bit. Whatever. I'm glad she was in the end. That's awesome. I just don't understand why she couldn't have been Jane and just scratched the whole di- different person thing. Because it had to be a different person for him to 
want to sex because he's already tried to sex that one person. Oh, yeah. He's going to try to sex another person. No, but I mean, we just never had Jane. We had Don, the first person who died. Oh, just I see. Don didn't need to come back. That could have been like Rocky, and that could have been like a reunion. And she could have mm. she could have not died either in the that Red been World. That would have been great. Red World, like, yeah. So then in the end, instead of just Chunk coming out of the portal, it could have been Rocky and Chunk coming out. No, like, that would have been She never had awesome. to get her neck snapped. It God damn been, it. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Okay. That's too bad. I didn't make it. I know. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, it probably wouldn't have been this good. Okay. As much as I want to bitch about things. <laughs> All right. Reggie falls back into the hospital dimension. A big hole appears in the fabric of reality. Mike's hanging out in dystopian dimension, and he's holding the quad shotgun. He tosses it to Reggie while the hospital staff are all slowly sneaking up behind him <laughs> with needles like it's the fucking Tommy videos. Yeah. Um, and he he's like, oh, you're hospital people? No, you're not. Yeah. Boom. But we never see the actualness, like right. You know, I would have loved it if we saw from the doctor's point of view, and Reggie's just like holding a big tree branch. <laughs> I mean, there's so many, there's so many things here. Like, would have loved either that, or he has the shotgun and he kills and he a bunch of doctors. We got that. And it's like, where the fuck did that shotgun come from? Right, yeah. exactly. And then he kills doctors. Yeah, that would have been who cool knows. Too. I mean, it, again. There's no, there are no answers. So we start getting uh, the the hell world starts creeping into the regular world. Things start getting red, and it looks like Corpse Killer, of course, <laughs> the best Sega CD game. Uh, they start running out of ammo, and then the Cuda shows up, and it's tricked out with mini guns, and it's driven by Jody, <laughs> and he shoots everybody, and it looks just like the ending of Ash vs. the Evil Dead, and the gang's all together. They're headed north where it's cold. That bastard hates the cold. They didn't think to go there before? Nope. <laughs> uh, and so <laughs> they didn't think to- They could have come to Maine and hang out with us. They didn't think to buy liquid nitrogen or, yeah. you know, like didn't any you, Didn't you guys see Terminator 2? Yeah, seriously. Who hasn't seen Terminator 2? But then uh, Reg falls asleep in the back seat, and we hear beeping. Turns out he's actually dying. Yeah, Mike and Jody are at his bedside. Reg dies, and then wakes up in the other dimension. Or they're flashbacks. Or not. Yeah, or not. <sighs> or it's just sad. Doesn't matter. It's just confusing. It all works. I like it all. Yep. I really love the bedside Reg death, um, which would, would negate, again, like you said, multiverse or different universe like yeah who knows because if that's the way it played out then jody never died in a car crash in the first movie if Boy, they're still there that's true and would they all still be friends in that tight if reggie never took care of mike from jody dying in that car crash but then jody would have been i mean they could have been could have been I'm just speculating like that's a yeah. long time there i mean i mean he does sell ice cream I, I have friends that i've been friends with a long time but like we're talking like a 38-year friendship here. Like, but ice still cream tight is really Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, he probably hooked him up with the Rocket Pops forever. Hell, yeah. And told yeah. him stories of all his scores. <laughs> that are vastly <laughs> overstated. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you probably told him a bunch of lies. <laughs> well, that's why he told him. That's why he didn't score with Don. You know, he has to throw in like yeah. a failure every now and then so he sounds more believable. Yes, like. absolutely. <laughs> Uh yeah, so that's that's it. That's Phantasm Ravager, and we did it. I we mean, did it. that's all the Phantasm. We're movies. the we're the first people to ever explain Phantasm in a 
completely coherent and understandable way. And now you guys know too. And now you all know we've solved it. There it is. Yeah. You're welcome. Our pleasure. <laughs> I love these movies. We put movies. in the hard work so you don't have to. I love these movies too, and I'm super glad that we did this because I'd, oh, I've i seen the first one. I know the first one like by heart. I've watched that movie so many damn times. Yep. Uh, but I'd, I'd only watched two through four just once, like 20 yeah. fucking years ago. Like <laughs> It was so fun to go revisit these, and I feel if you're going to revisit these, I would recommend doing it like we do have. Do it like, like this. Do it like this. Do them all back to back. Hell like, yeah. It's what a week. Uh, that's what I was saying earlier, too. I, yeah. I don't feel this would have been as... That's part of this movie, too, like, with all of its faults. I still think part two is the best one. It's so cool, part three is. It's so <laughs> cool to see... I mean, sorry, no, I love the first one, if I had to rank mm-hmm. these ones. The first is going to be my favorite. Like I just, I, I basically... Uh, for me, it's one, two, three. For me, it's one, three, two, this one, and then four. Yeah. Uh, but, like, this was, I I definitely feel this one hits harder if you watch them all close together. And I feel like this yeah. movie's faults can be somewhat forgiven because I think it is so neat to see the same actors so go through so many years together. Yeah, it's, even, it's even, just, it, it's it, a Re- cool Reggie project. has that cool little side joke there in this movie where he's with Don and she's like, that's a pretty crazy story it's like epic even epics <laughs> it's like yeah it is man it's really epic yeah. to have these same guys in the same story for this long yeah and this is i mean this is a fan movie essentially yep. this is like a this is meant you know it wasn't meant to make money <laughs> which is crazy which is yeah i mean i, I guess it started as a web series I was reading. Oh, like, that this started getting shot as a potential web series, and oh, then they ended up cool. Then they ended up kind of retooling it to make it all into right. a big feature. Yeah, that's cool. I Which mean, I that think explains cool. why Critters co- did it. I think it's cooler as a feature anyway. I wouldn't want the web series really. No, me either. I mean, it didn't work for Critters, and the but reboot of Critters Phantasm, didn't work I, either. I want to see a damn Phantasm movie. I don't. I don't like shows. So if we go through all the Critters movies, which are another one of my favorite series. Yep. Should we leave out the last two? What's the last two? Part four? Critters Attack and the the TV show. Oh, I don't know. We should leave out those. You gonna make me watch a show, dude? Yeah, no, we Hate won't do shows. that. We'll just do one through three. Or <laughs> one through four. four, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. that it, Critters is even more confusing than Phantasm. That's going to have us scratching our heads for weeks. <laughs> Uh, Just uh, they eat things. Yeah, <laughs> that's and, and what Deezen I like. Shows up. What I like about those movies is that they're the exact opposite of Phantasm in that you could never, ever, <laughs> ever get confused as to what's happening. You yep. can drop in the middle of any of those movies, and it's like, oh yeah, like what's uh, happening? Uh, critters are fucking shit up. Oh okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they're at a hamburger restaurant, and they're eating hamburgers. <laughs> it's great. <Cool>. <laughs> Uh, why is she topless? Oh, because she's actually a model, and even though only their faces change, in this case, her boobs did. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know why. Sorry. Can't because explain. boobs. Because boobs are great. But yeah, uh, before we do that, I would love kill to take a- Kill Kreitz. Yeah, kill Kreitz. Let's take a break from the giant series. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because I wanted to do Ghost in the Machine. Hell yeah. Yeah. I want to do that too. Awesome. Yeah. Let's do that next week. I say yay. And that's, that'll give us a nice breather. Yes. And because, wow, because like 
like you said, we just figured out Phantasm for everybody. I mean, seriously, it's one of the... And it wasn't easy. It's one of the greatest accomplishments yeah. of, uh, of humankind, uh, I would and, say. And since we did it for y'all for free, you could reward us by writing cool reviews and stuff. Yep, please write cool reviews. Please buy Rad Wraith 2 and... Uh, and check out the uh, the poorly edited. Vi- Speaking of bad editing, editing, uh, I pulled together a video. I saw you made that, but I have not watched it yet. It's the first time I've cracked open editing software in twenty five years, and I was like, "This is harder than I remember." <laughs> and I'm doing all the things that I said I'd never do when I was doing stuff in film school. Like like having people wake up from dreams and go, <gasps> no, no, no. Because I'm only working with the comic footage. So every single, like, you'll see it when you when you get there. It's like there's a transition every single time. I'm like, oh, it would just look better with a transition. <laughs> okay, that one's going to crossfade. Uh, Star wipe. Okay, that was, uh, dude, I, I do a Star Wars wipe. There's definitely nice. one of the panels does a full, like, across the <laughs> across the line Star Wars wipe. Listen, man, I did it in four hours. I, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of time for us. I mean. Both of us are busy people. That was a, that was an eternity. And, you know, if you've ever. I don't even have time to take work off to do this. I'm working right now. <laughs> and if you've ever edited anything on a laptop, you know how atrocious it is because i was using the little i didn't have even have a mouse oh, geez, so i was I doing it by hand i know i should have <laughs> listen i was sitting in a comfortable chair <laughs> <laughs> I I, like, my brain was wiped from just figuring out all phantasm like, not, i didn't want to get up come on i'm not gonna sit up for this promotional <laughs> thing for the christian debari signing next week but christian debari is gonna be coming up to visit signing rad wraith so saturday nice picture saturday at coast city comics uh that would be july 16th come by and get a rad wraith signed by debari we're giving away written but written by by you and it's gonna be uh we're gonna be giving away a skateboard i'm gonna make a complete uh rad wraith deck and everybody that buys a copy of the comic gets to put in a raffle ticket excellent so do that and, uh, I bought a skateboard from you uh, a couple years back. You sure did. Yeah. And it, that's a thing that everyone should do. Yes. Go to CoastCityComics.com and buy a skateboard. I just sold one right before we closed the doors tonight. Sweet deal. You can eat dinner tonight. <laughs> I sure can. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week with Ghost in the Machine. Boo. <laughs> booga, booga, booga. <laughs> Good night. Faces. Faces.